In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our Gospel reading today, from the Gospel reading of St. Matthew in chapter 28, our patron saint, St. Peter, he comes to Jesus with such an important question. And he receives from Jesus such an infinitely important answer for our life in the kingdom of God and for our salvation. Listen to the question. Then Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. Now you see, Peter answers his own question at first, and actually it's a wonderful answer because seven is the perfect and holy number. This is a good Hebrew answer that he's placing before Jesus. How many times my brother sins against me must I forget? Seven? Up to seven? Jesus said to him, I say to you, not up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. In other words, endlessly, limitlessly, Every time one is in need of your forgiveness, you are to forgive. And to make this point extremely and exceptionally clear to Peter and his disciples, he will then tell them a parable. We know it as the parable of the unforgiving servant. But I want to prepare your heart. What you are going to hear if you didn't hear it clearly when it was chanted in the parable is something that is, it, it sounds very harsh, and yet, it is very true. And that which stands to move us, because this is why Christ told the parable, move us to the freedom from unforgiveness. Here's the parable. He said the kingdom of God is like, stop there. Anytime you hear Jesus say, the kingdom of God is like. He is the one who came to bring the kingdom to us and to show it to us. Our spiritual ears ought to perk up at that. The kingdom of God is like a king who brought all of his servants before him to settle the debts of them all. And one servant comes before the king and he cannot pay the debt. And the king threatens to have him taken away by the tormentors. And he pleads for mercy to the king. I cannot repay, have mercy. What does the king do? He releases that servant from absolutely all of his debt. None is left. How do you think that servant went away? Filled with joy, filled with absolute relief. And he goes his way. And he comes across one of his fellow servants who happened to owe him a debt of money. And he looks at the servant and says, please repay me what you owe me now. That servant says the same thing. He says, I have no means by which to repay you. I can't do it. Have mercy. What does that servant who just received mercy from the king do? He has him taken away by the authorities to the tormentors until such a time as he can repay the debt. Well, the king finds out what the servant did after he released him. And he calls the servant back into his presence. He says, I forgave you your debt completely. And you went away and you held the debt of another to yourself. Here are the very words. The king says, you wicked servant, I forgave you. 
and you did not do the same to your brother's servant. And then the king had that servant taken away to the tormentors until such a time as his debt could be paid. But he ends the parable with these words, and listen clearly. So my heavenly Father also will do to each of you if you from your heart do not forgive your brother their trespasses. That is a tough word. It is an enlightening word. It is truth that Christ sets before his disciples. Truth about forgiveness and unforgiveness in the kingdom of God. Truth about the justice of God and the judgment of God over the issue of forgiveness and unforgiveness. Why? Why so harsh? Because he knows what unforgiveness does in the soul of his creation. It rips that soul apart. So he says it so very strongly. I want us to see two truths from this parable, from this reality of the kingdom of God today. The first is this. By Christ calling us to his unending mercy and forgiveness, we receive the call and have been given the grace to become like him. And we know this, but we have to hear this again. We have been given the grace of God to become like him. And his nature is put before us all through this mass. At the very beginning of this mass in the introit, you heard this sung. If thou, O Lord, wilt be extreme to mark iniquities, that is, hold them against us. Lord, who may live through it? Who may abide it? For unto thee belongeth mercy, O God of Israel. That's the nature of God. At station 11, in the stations of the cross, when Jesus Christ our Lord is nailed to the cross, we see His nature again. And in that meditation and prayer at that station that we visit every Friday night during Lent, we hear these words, Our Lord Jesus Christ, being nailed to the cross, is praying for the nailer. He's praying what? Forgive them what? For they do not know what they do. Our Lord Jesus Christ is being tortured physically by the very people he prays for. He's being physically and emotionally humiliated. And where is his nature showing through? What is it? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Why do we struggle to forgive those who offend us then? It's very simple. Complex in each one of us. But we struggle because we are so broken and in need of mercy and grace to participate in the divine nature. That means to participate in the merciful, long-suffering forgiveness of God. Our brokenness is the only thing that keeps us from forgiving. That's the reality. But it's not an excused reality in eternity. You see, why? Because God became incarnate and took upon our brokenness all within himself, uniting it to his divinity so that what? So that all of our brokenness could be mended. So that all of it could be healed. And through our frailties, the realities of the nature of God should shine forth through us and touch the lives of others. 
So we are graced beyond our brokenness to be healed of our brokenness. And we are graced to extend forgiveness when we think it's least possible for us to do so. But we are graced to become like him. The second truth I want us to see is this. Our Lord Jesus Christ told that parable and showed the kingdom of God in all its reality to his disciples and to us now. Because he calls us to forgive so that we can be free and at peace. You know, over these almost last five years that I've been here with you, and it's totally normal. I've walked so many of you through the path of struggling to forgive either those who have offended you in the here and now or those who have offended you greatly in the past and left deep wounds within you. And I've watched you when you hold on to unforgiveness, not releasing, and I see what it does to your life. And by the way, I know what it does in my own life when I do the same. There's great damage it does, but I also see when the grace of God is at work in you and you open yourself up to it, receiving it, and you push into Christ until you experience that divine power to overcome your unwillingness to forgive and you release the captive. But by the way, you the one that were captive, I watch you be released in that moment. And I see it every time. Why? Because my friends, Christ knows that when we fail to forgive, we are restless. We do not have complete peace. It's like unforgiveness. It's like a splinter in the mind and soul and emotion of absolutely every Christian that keeps pricking us, causing us not to find the rest our heart longs for. And it causes a change of patterns in the way that we behave to one another in and outside of the body of Christ. All because we are captive to our unforgiveness over the debt we think someone owes us emotionally or whatever. We are the ones in bondage. We are the ones in torture. This is not the existence that God became incarnate to bring about within us. This is not life in the kingdom of God. This is why the Lord God is so stringent with us in wanting us by grace only. You will never accomplish it on your own, nor anything righteous. But why we're given everything that he is to release the ones we keep holding captive for the damage that they have done in our lives. He wants us free. He wants our conscience clean so that the parable turns out like this. A king brings all the servants before him who owe him a debt. None of them can pay. And they all cry out for mercy. And he gives it and lavishes it upon them, sending them out with joy. For every bit of their debt has been paid and no sin has been held against them. And then those servants go out and they come across someone who wounded them, who offended them. And they look at that person still in the joy, living in the joy of their own release and their forgiveness. And they say, the king has forgiven, so I forgive. In orthodoxy, we say, God forgives and I forgive. And we go off with joy, with no burden to our conscience with our souls set free, having set free yet another. 
my friends, look into your hearts. Find where there is unforgiveness. And you plead against God again and again that you be open to the grace of God that is already there within you to release the captive so that you, the captive, might be free. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>